Morning, church. Let's just suppose from Sunday to Sunday we put someone on display. Let's just say that when you walk into the auditorium, you put your name in a hat and we draw a name out of the hat and we put that person on display. Everything you said last week, all the jokes you told, everything that you watched, all the places that you went, every sin you committed, every thought you did, every lust that you had, every sin that you did, we put you on display. You finally make it to the big screen and it's not the big screen that you want. We're in a series called As Is. As Is means that there's some stain, there's some damage, something's not right, something's not normal, it's damaged goods, and we often go and buy things as is, and we know they're as is, and it doesn't bother us. The clothing, the electronics, the books, the vinyl records, the vehicles, the houses, we buy things as is, and we understand that. And we've been saying, everybody sits here today as is. Everybody sits here today with flaws and stains and we're damaged goods. Everybody here is as is. And sometimes, sometimes our as is story gets exposed. Just like the person in our text today. But before we get to our text, I want to talk about rocks. Rocks. I say rocks and a lot of things come to your mind. Maybe you grew up on rock music and is it classic rock or is it, but you, you're thinking of those kind of rocks because you rock. Or maybe you're thinking about landscape rocks. There's, there's big money. There's uh, people love just putting rocks in their yard. So when I say rocks, maybe you're thinking of your landscaping and something in your house. And I wish my yard looked like that. And then there's architectural rocks is what I'll call it. It's just fascinating what you can do with a rock and how you can um, make it look like that and a place to live. And then when we talk about rocks, maybe you're thinking about skipping rocks. I mean, everybody skipped a few rocks growing up. You're walking along some water and you see a flat stone and it's like, let me see if I can do that. So maybe you've skipped a few rocks in your day. Jesus talked about rocks in the parable of the sower. Some, some of the seed falls on rocky soil, and so we understand those kind of rocks. But what we're going to look at today, and one of the things the Bible talks about today, is throwing rocks. More specifically, throwing stones. Stoning people. Throwing rocks. Throwing rocks at others. Throwing rocks at others just because of their as is tag. In John chapter 8, we find a woman who's brought before Jesus and they want to throw rocks at her. They want to stone her and they want Jesus' permission to do that. We read in John 8, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the law. Moses commanded us to stone such women. What do you say? They were using this question as a trap to accuse Jesus. Other translations, she was caught red-handed. Another translation, she's caught in the act. Another translation, caught in bed. I think you get the picture. She's really not that much different than any of us. I think her day probably started out like most days. I think her life probably started out like most of our lives. I, I think she probably had dreams, dreams about life, 
dreams about growing up, dreams about success, dreams about finding that right person, dreams about finding that right man, dreams about marriage, dreams about raising a family and going to church. She had dreams, so she's really not that much different than any of us, those kind of dreams. And maybe those dreams had come true already. Maybe most of them. Maybe she had met a man, obviously. She was probably a beautiful bride. She thought she had found the right one, but somewhere along the way, her as-is story changed. Somewhere along the way, things changed, and her as-is story becomes not a dream, a bad dream, or a nightmare. We aren't really told how the story plays out, but we could probably fill in the gaps because that's what we like to do. It appears at some point she becomes disappointed in her marriage. I mean, why would she find somebody else? Why would she be looking somewhere else? I mean, maybe it was her husband's fault. Maybe he stayed at work too late. Maybe he didn't listen to her. Maybe it was her fault. Maybe she didn't listen to him. Maybe they just grew apart. Maybe they just weren't attentive to one another. For whatever reason, her marriage went south and her dreams went south. And she's really not that much different than any of us. Somewhere along the way, she met someone else. Someone else, not her husband. Maybe she was just confiding in him. Maybe she just wanted some advice with her marriage, some advice on her husband, some advice on life. Maybe she's sharing her as-is story with someone else who's sharing their as-is story. Maybe they were just confiding, and he began to listen, and she was listening, and one thing led to another, and he seemed to really care. He seemed to understand. And at first it was innocent, and then one day they crossed the line. One day they went too far. Maybe it, was, maybe it was a touch. Maybe it was just a shared glance. But one day they crossed the line and the affair began to happen. Well, that's what we call it. It's an affair, but God calls it adultery. And her as-is story just adds another chapter. Well, she's really not that much different than any of us. I doubt she got up one day and said, you know, I think I'm going to have an affair. I deserve it. My husband doesn't treat me right. I'm going to go have an affair. No, I'm guessing her marriage had been drifting for some time. Drifting. Here's what the Bible says about drifting. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we've heard so that we do not drift. We do not drift. Her marriage has obviously drifted based on this story that's no excuse, it's just a reality. Some of you know that. Some of you have been there, maybe many more than would care to admit. She's really not that much different than any of us. We all, at different times, I mean, we drift. We drift off to sleep. We drift at work. We drift in our focus. We drift in our marriages. We drift in raising our kids. We drift in our responsibilities. So she's, she's really not that much different than any of us. She drifted. But on this day, she's crossed the line and she's drifted too far. She begins to sleep with another man. This has become part of her as-is story. This is part of her as-is tag. We don't know how long the affair had been going on. Maybe this was the first time. Maybe this was the 50th. We don't know. But what we do know is that on this day, she's with another man, a man who's not her husband. And she's with this man and she's sinning. She's committing adultery. 
And more than likely, the two of them didn't think it would go this far, and they didn't think that anyone would notice. They didn't think anyone was watching. And just when you think no one's watching, the enemy is right there at the door. Not only were they at the door, they'd been watching. That's just a whole other sermon. I wonder how long they watched. I wonder how long they planned. I wonder how long they plotted. They weren't just watching. They came barging in. They came barging in. And in the middle of the adulterous act, she is exposed, literally exposed. Her sin is exposed. Her body's exposed. Her guilt is exposed. Her affairs exposed. Her as-is story is exposed. She's been caught. What she's been doing in private is now public. What she's been doing behind the scenes is now on the big screen, and she can't hit rewind. Because she's been caught and she's been exposed. She's been exposed in more ways than one. She's about to be paraded and embarrassed and humiliated. So she's really not that much different than any of us. I mean, maybe you can relate. Have you ever been caught? Ever been caught speeding? Ever got a ticket? Ever been caught cheating? Ever been caught stealing? Ever been caught doing wrong? Ever been caught in some sin? Ever been exposed in the sin? If so, then you're, you're, we're not that much different than this woman. No longer able to hide. No longer was what she doing in secret. Now, now other people know and more people are about to know. Her as-is story has been exposed. And no doubt this woman has dreams, but not this dream. But the nightmare continues because your police barely allow you to be bare. I mean, I wonder if they gave her a sheet or two to cover up. If only she had a sheet or two to cover her heart and her pain. Something to cover the inside. Her as-is story is about to go public. They drag her outside. They drag her through the streets. They continue to expose her sin no doubt they're probably shouting to the bystanders and her exposure continues to the crowds and her pain continues to go deep and her as is tag if she could just cover that up somehow you know, I wonder I wonder if she had kids I wonder if they were in the streets I wonder if her husband was out in the streets. I wonder if her parents were watching. I wonder if she was a believer. I wonder if she even knew this Jesus person. I wonder if she was a, a synagogue temple goer. I wonder if she was a, a church goer. And eventually the crowd stops and she's brought to another crowd, maybe even a group of church folks. I say that because there's people who are listening to Jesus. I'm just guessing they're church-oriented, church temple-oriented, synagogue-oriented people, and they're gathered around listening to a great sermon by Jesus. They're listening, and, and then this group, this group interrupts Jesus. They, they interrupt Jesus because their agenda is way more important than anything Jesus has to say. Jesus is teaching in the temple courts and here come the teachers of the law and the Pharisees and they disrespectfully interrupt His teaching. They barged in and found this woman and they barged into His sermon and they just barged in because they wanted to put this woman and her as His story on full display on the big screen. 
It's kind of it's sad, don't you think, that the teachers of the law and the Pharisees and the church-going folks had no reservations about humiliating this woman and shaming this woman and exposing this woman. The, the church folks. Sad, don't you think, that this, this posse, they really weren't even interested in this woman. They, they, they used this woman to get to Jesus. They used this woman to use Scripture to get what they wanted. This posse has no scruples. I mean, people that throw rocks usually don't. They announced to the crowd, they announced to the teachers of the law, they announced to the Pharisees, they, they announced to the churchgoers, they, they announced this woman's as-is story. Here's what she's done, here's where she's been, here's who she's been with. She's really not that much different than any of us. I mean, you ever suffered humiliation, ever been ridiculed, ever been put down? And then she begins to look around. And to the right, she sees someone pick up a rock. And to the left, she sees someone pick up a stone. And gradually, more and more people pick up rocks. And the crowd... The religious crowd, the church-going crowd, they, they start talking about the law. They start talking about justice. They start talking about what she deserves, which is what rock throwers usually do. I'm just guessing, I'm just guessing that deep down this woman knows in her heart what the law says. I think she knows she's been caught, obviously. She knows she's done wrong, obviously. She knows she's sinned. She, she knows what she deserves. She, I just think she knows that she deserves death. She knows that she needs to be stoned. And I, I, I wonder that day. I, I wonder about the size of those rocks. I mean, do they pick up little ones so they can zing them? Do they pick up big ones so they... But really, the size of the rock doesn't matter, does it? Don't all rocks cause pain? Don't all rocks inflict pain? Isn't that what these people wanted to do with their stones? They, they wanted to inflict some pain. You know what this woman needed? She, she, she needed to be stoned. She needed to suffer the punishment of the law. She needed justice. And after all, the law said... I mean, the law said... And so she prepared herself for the stoning. She pre prepared herself for death because she needed, she, she needed, she, she needed God. She needed someone who was able to take away her pain. This, this woman needed the Lord. And I just find it so ironic that the one person she needed, the posse brought her to Him they're wanting to do evil, and they bring her to the one person that she needs to see, Jesus. But they don't realize that. I, I, just, I just have to keep coming back to, have you ever considered who wanted to throw the rocks that day? It was the Pharisees, it was the teachers of the law, it was the religious people. They're the, they're the ones that wanted to throw the rocks, but that, that really doesn't surprise me, because they're the ones that threw the, 
They're the ones that hurled things at Jesus. When Jesus was on the cross, it says they hurled insults at him, just zinging those rocks at him. The religious folks are the ones that were throwing the rocks. And again, it really doesn't surprise me. In my, in my 40 plus years of ministry, my rock throwers have always been inside these walls. The folks out there aren't throwing any rocks at me. And then an interesting thing happens. It's interesting to me. Teacher, this woman was, was caught in adultery. What do you say? Which is interesting. They're going to ask Jesus what he thinks the law says. Like he doesn't know. And Jesus does something that catches me off guard. Jesus bent down. That doesn't catch me off guard. He started to ride on the ground. That doesn't catch me on, off guard. They, they're questioning Jesus. They're still zinging rocks at Jesus. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? That doesn't surprise me. And he straightens up and then he says to them, If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Now I want you to think about what Jesus is saying. He's, he's not negating the law. He's not denying this woman deserves to be stoned. Jesus says, stoner. I mean, the words don't come out of his mouth. He's not negating it, but Jesus is, is saying stoner. And I, I keep going back to this woman. You know, she's tucked off to the side somewhere just thinking, where's this going? How long do I have to wait? When's the first rock coming? And Jesus stands up and says, y'all go ahead and stone her. There's one rule. It's just, there's just one rule. Those of you without sin, you throw the first stone. Those of you who have no as-is tag, you have no flaws, you have no damage. Those of you who are perfect, those of you who are without sin. And, and then you start hearing the rocks hit the ground. I, I'm guessing some of them dropped their rocks. And I'm guessing some of them threw their rocks down because they came today. They came today because they wanted to throw rocks. You know, she's really not that much different than any of us. You know what makes us different from this woman? Nothing really. Maybe, maybe one thing. She got caught. Her as-is story is on full display. And we thrive on covering our as-is tags. We thrive on hiding. But just like this woman, we've all sinned. And just like this woman, haven't you been hit with a rock or two in your life? We're really no different than, we're really no different than, the, than the rock throwers that day. I mean, haven't, haven't you zinged some things yourself? Zing some gossip, zing some pain, zing... Haven't you thrown a few rocks? I mean, we all throw rocks. People throw rocks. Christians throw rocks. Churches throw rocks. And in a world where people are looking for hope and acceptance, sometimes all they find is rocks. <coughs> you therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else, for at whatever point you judge the other, you're condemning yourself... Because you who pass judgment do the same things. You, you who throw the rocks, you who, you're doing the same thing. We've all sinned. 
We've all sinned. I don't know why it is we want to throw rocks at the big sins. Nobody ever wants to throw rocks at someone who got a ticket on the interstate. No one wants to throw a rock at someone who gossips. But the big sins, let's just inflict as much pain as we can. Another thing fascinates me in this story. The, the one guy who has every right to throw a stone doesn't. The one guy who has every right to give her what, he, what she deserves doesn't. Jesus doesn't throw any rocks this day. Instead of condemnation, he gives her acceptance. Instead of rocks, he gives her forgiveness. Because Jesus is not into throwing rocks. That, Maybe you just need to hear this verse today. Maybe this is what you need. There's no condemnation. There's no rocks. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you come to Jesus, He's not throwing rocks. He's throwing His arms around embracing. There's no rocks that day. There's no condemnation. No condemnation. I mean, doesn't that, doesn't that, just, doesn't, doesn't that just lift a burden off your shoulders? There's no condemnation. When we come to Jesus, there's no condemnation. When you think about your past and your sins and, and your scars and your flaws and, and your damaged goods, you won't find any rocks in the hands of Jesus because Jesus accepts us as is. Here's what you will find in the hands of Jesus. You'll find some scars. That's what's in His hands, because He went to the cross because of our as-is flaws, our sins. After the accusers left, it was just Jesus and the woman. Again, Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And the woman responded, No one, sir. And Jesus declared, then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. (laughs) It's my observation. You know who likes that verse? People who throw rocks. Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. You just got caught in adultery. Not going to condemn you. I see all of your flaws, all of your as-is, People say you're damaged goods. And Jesus says, you're not going to find any condemnation from me. I mean, we, we so love John 3.16. For God so loved the world, He gave His only Son. I, I'd, I'd like for us to love John 3.17. God did not send His Son in the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. No condemnation, no stones. Which I'm sure disappointed most of that crowd today. that day. Here's a message for you today. Go now and leave your life of sin. Oh, finally, Richie. Finally, you got to the stuff I like. Richie, you just need to tell those folks. Tell those folks. And there's the list of the folks that we think ought to get the stones, ought to get the rocks. Richie, you need to tell those folks. I I made a list of who those folks are. That... You tell me I need to tell that too. So I'm not going to read you that list because I'm, I'm looking at that list. For all have sinned. We all fall short. We all need Jesus. We're all as is. Stop sinning. 
If you're thinking, finally, Richie, that's for the person next to me. You're right, it is. And it's for you too. It's for all of us. Stop sinning. It's for everyone in this room. Because Jesus accepts us as is. And then he begins to transform us into as his. But you need to hear that Jesus accepts us as is. Listen, folks. You, I realize I'm the only one with a voice today right now. But I want you to know you're welcome here. I don't care what you've done in the past. Jesus died for you. I don't care how bad you think it is. Jesus died for you. We've all sinned. We all mess up. The song before the sermon, I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. It wasn't I once was perfect and He took me in. I once was lost in sin and Jesus took me in. So let me ask you today, what, what does your as-is tag look like? We're not going to put it on the screen. And you're like... Okay, I'll come back next week. Because everyone here today has sinned and we all have flaws and we all mess up. And I feel pretty confident saying, you won't find any stones here. You're not going to find any rocks here. Because I think this crowd has a pretty good grasp on we've all sinned. Listen, folks, life is messy. Our lives are messy. And with all of our as-is tags, we need to be reminded that God accepts us while we're still sinners. When we were damaged goods, knowing we were as-is, Christ died for us. He accepts us as-is, and He wants to transform us into as-his. He can transform our messy lives into a masterpiece. Watch this video. <laughs> 